Hi, and welcome to 8 Frugal Minutes. Our motto is Save That Cash, and today we're going to be talking about how to sell your car for the most cash using apps. In particular, Carvana, Voom, and CarMax. Let's get started. Here on the podcast, we always talk about how to make the most of your money. Today, we're going to flip that, how to make the most money on your car. And when you're thinking about selling it, one of the most important things to think about is how are you going to get the most money? Where is that money going to come from? And the first thing I can tell you is you might want to just consider skipping the local dealership. You know, in the past couple of years, I've had an opportunity to sell a couple of cars. And what I've noticed is, is if you go virtual, pick up the phone, put it on the apps, you're going to get a substantial amount more money for any of your cars than you might just driving it down to the local dealer. You know, the thing that I find fascinating about this is you would think that because it's easier to drive it down, you'd make more money. But in reality is, these apps, whether it be Carvana, Vroom, or CarMax, they need cars, and they're willing to pay a premium for it. So today's show, just a little brief overview on what you should consider if you're thinking about selling your car, and of course, why you should consider doing it. So when you think of the three that I just mentioned... Carvana, Vroom, and CarMax, they're virtually the same service. Yeah, they've got some nuances that are different, and they've got some unique things about them, but they all start with the same thing. You need to download the app or go to the website, and then you put in all the pertinent information about your car. And, you know, you're going to start with pretty much something basic. And if you're looking to get a ballpark for your car, what you need to do is just head over to the Kelly Blue Book and look up the value. Then once from there, you can get on those websites, your apps, and you can see what they actually offer. Now, one of the things I've noticed is that when you talk to the reps for any of these companies, the first thing they're looking for is to see whether you're going to be honest about your car. So I always tell everybody, no matter what or how bad the damage is or if you have issues with the car, always offer up full disclosure. It's interesting, but you would think about an app or a virtual service, you know, maybe dinging you for it, not giving you as much money. But these folks need the car. So the more upfront you are about the issues, you know, the easier it might be to get this car sold for you. And the other thing about the car that I find interesting is they always ask for pictures. So make sure the pictures are as concise as they can be. You know, show all the sides. If there's any issues, make sure the issues are seen on the car. And they do go over this frame by frame. I was told by one of the reps that I worked with that that's their first clue if anything doesn't match up. So you've got the three different services. And one of the things I've noticed is they each have a little bit of a different nuance on how they approach the client. Now, my thing is I'm looking for the most money. So however they approach me, they approach me. And I'm hoping, you know, it's an amicable thing. One of the things I noticed when I showed up at the CarMax and they looked over the car is they were pretty nitpicky. They picked the car apart. Now, typically, that's not a big thing. But when you're looking at a car and you're trying to sell it, if they point out things you didn't even notice, it gets to be a bit of an issue. So keep in mind, when you go to CarMax, they're probably a little more uptight. And they will be looking to see exactly what there is and how that might impact the final offer that they give you. Next up is Vroom. You know, the interesting thing is I had more questions from this company than I did the other two, which I think is kind of weird. They had all sorts of questions about the car, about my driving experience, just, you know, 
They are more friendly questions, obviously different than the app. But when I talked to the rep, they were very interested in more of me and who I was and how I was driving the car than they were the actual car themselves. But nonetheless, I found it pretty fascinating in what they did. And they also gave me a quote, which leaves us to the Carvana. Well, when you're talking about Carvana, you see their commercials everywhere. And they're the big company with the car vending machine, which I'm not sure if it even works. However, it's pretty intriguing when you get to a facility and you get to check it out. The thing I noticed about Carvana is that they're pretty lax. They want to ask questions. They do their due diligence. You show up with the car. They drive it around the block to make sure it's everything you say it is and mostly to verify the miles and to make sure it runs. And if you just accept their offer, you're on your way. It's really relaxed. It's nothing like the other two. And I also found in all of my incidents of working with them is they gave the most money. And I found that absolutely fascinating as well. Negotiation here actually works in the seller's favor. So these three big companies, they're looking for quality vehicles. They're looking for something that they can turn around and sell to people looking for cars. They also are competing against all of these dealers. So that alone is a lot of competition. So what will happen is they give you an offer. If they give you offers more than one, then you can take those offers and show it to their competitors and see if they will beat it. Not just match it, but beat it. And this is where the seller can do very well. You're kind of bidding and pitting each other, them against each other. And when you do that, you have three bids and you can go back and forth and you can see how much more you can get out of this car. You know, when it comes to bidding wars, you would never think it would work out like this. But from everybody I've talked to, they do and have authorizations to pump up the prices. And it all depends on what your car is. It all depends on the mileage and the condition. But it's possible if you ask for more, you'll get for more. And that is probably one of the coolest things about it. So one of the things that they look for to make sure that they will bump up the bids is if you have all your keys, usually two sets. They really think that's important. They also are concerned about major noises or issues. Again, they're just looking to make sure that the car can be turned around very quickly and sold so that they don't have a lot of money in the car and they can continue to make money. They also look at you, the person, you know, the driver, and they're asking, okay, so what kind of questions are they asking and how are their responses? So if you know, if you hedge, if you're, you know, side-eyed and that kind of thing, you're probably not going to get as far as if they answer any, ask you questions, you give them answers immediately and they, um, they see what it is. One other thing I noticed is they're not so much worried about the bumps and the chips. They're actually worried about the car facts and the accidents. They're worried about anything that could be major damage that will leave the car in the shop to repair for a long period of time. They're looking for a flip it kind of cars. And with that, they have the monetary resources to give you a little more cash. And then as for any type of bid service you know you look at your best choices you make your decision and you go with it now you may wonder so what's this kind of selling versus the kind of selling in a dealership so for one of my cars the dealership was three grand below what i sold it for on an app on another car it was fifteen hundred dollars less than what i sold it on for an app that includes the idea that i would have had to drive it to the dealer 
fill out all sorts of paperwork, and deal with everything. On the apps, they email you the paperwork, they drive to your house, they pick up the car at your location, no matter where it is, they're happy to do it. And usually, you sign the paperwork, you show them your license, and they're out the door, and they give you a cashier's check. So this isn't like they send you a check in the mail. It's a literally a cashier's check that they hand you, and then the next thing you do is you take it to the bank. So not only is the process easy, it's a good process if you're a seller, because that means you're going to make more money, and it is something that is quick. So it's easy and quick, but it's not something that you take a hit for. And that's really kind of the reason I like and think that people ought to consider selling their cars more on apps and on websites. Because if you can make more money and it's more convenient to you, why not? And of course, they're looking for good cars, so this is a win-win for everyone. You know, a final thought on the idea of selling your car on an app or a computer. Technology today is so amazing. We used to be selling stuff when we went to a local dealership. Now, that weird, awkward feeling is just about being online, selling it to someone or a company that we will never know, and having someone come pick it up and get paid top dollar for it. Now, I'm not complaining. It's easy. It's simple. It's wonderful. But times have changed, and it's a very different time right now. And of course, that time change also means more money. Thanks for listening to 8 Frugal Minutes. We hope you've enjoyed our time today. And if you decide to sell your car, let's hope you get the most money for the best value and to use that cash for what you need most. Till we meet again, have a great day.